Welcome to the Freedom Experience Podcast. I'm your host, Jean Moncrief, and every week I answer your questions or go behind the scenes with special guests to uncover their secrets to building a valuable business, a business that brings you joy, and when the time's right, you can sell at a premium. If you're looking for a dream team of experts to help you maximize the value of your business and find the freedom you dreamt of as an entrepreneur, then you're in the right place. Time to come clean. I've been lying to you all along. My decision to exit didn't just come in this flash at 40,000 foot midway across the Atlantic. In truth, it's something that was gnawing at me uh, sort of over all the years. And like Murakami talks about in his book, what I think about when I think about running, he talks about is pain being inevitable, but suffering being optional. And, and I think when, we, when we're building a business, you know, obviously there's a lot of pain. It hurts. There must be because else business owners and entrepreneurs wouldn't talk about uh, building a business with words like blood, sweat, tears uh, to describe that whole experience. As Murakami says, pain is inevitable. Suffering is optional. So there's that pain of building the business, but the suffering part is optional. And when we ignore that suffering, then you you start to have these thoughts that bubble up in your head. You know, should I sell this damn thing? Should I just get rid of it? And they they kind of come up typically when you start looking around you and you, and you see other people who are, who are successful around you and think, well, why the hell is this going on? And I'm still struggling to meet payroll or, or you're working your ass off to build a business with very little to show for it while there's these grandiose kind of exits going on around you and people are walking away with millions um, and you want a bit of that too. Or you think, you know, why can't I take some money off the table for the kids' college fund or for their education or to buy that dream home? Or why can't I find uh, the time to free up my mind just to work on other projects? Or why am I making less money now than when I started this business? And and you start thinking to yourself, is all of this wor- you know, is, is it all worth it? Yeah, what am I doing this for? And that for me, that question was always there kind of gnawing away in the back of my mind. And there was this tipping point uh, at 40,000 feet over the Atlantic, which I talk about in some of the articles that I've written. But um, basically, it had had kind of been there all the time. It it sort of lurks in the darkness and creeps forward like that creature in Lord of the Rings hissing, sell my precious, sell this thing. And I've seen it in some of my clients. I remember sitting in uh, the backseat of an SUV heading up to the lakes with a client and his wife was driving and he was staring out the window, sort of watching the billboards flash by. And I got the sense that this was going on in his head. And I said to him, what's up, Jack? And uh, there was a bit of silence. And, and then he turned to me and he said, yeah, I'm just sick of running this business. I wish I could sell the damn thing and go back to picking up other people's trash on the lake. I was making a hell of a lot more money then and uh, life was a lot simpler. To be clear, picking up trash for him on the lake meant taking his barge from uh, from house to house on the lake because there was no road access and picking up appliances, televisions, uh, jet skis, motorboats, whatever it was from fairly wealthy wealthy folks and, and, and getting rid of that stuff for them and typically selling it off and with, with him and his mates and making some good money off it. Um. He was now on the stage where he owned a high-growth tech company, five years in, $400 million in revenue. And the road there had been very painful. But what he was suffering, or where he was at the moment, he was, he was, he was suffering. He'd got to this point where he'd sort of been fueled by grit and determination that helps so many entrepreneurs 
through that startup phase um, to bootstrap their business and to turn it into something viable and to to get positive cash flow going. And then you get to the point where you think this is already working well, and suddenly things just sort of level out. And Doug Tatum calls this no man's land, and there's a, a number of other words for it, but it's basically that point where you've gone through this, this kind of S-curve where is this thing going to actually work? And I've got this idea, is it going to work? So you you start putting effort into, into building this thing and it starts working and you experience this, this awesome growth. And then you get to a point where you think, okay, now let's scale it. And that scaling just doesn't doesn't happen. And that's really where, where Jack was at that point in time. Uh, he built his business and he got it to, to a point where he was thinking now it's time to scale and to make some serious money, but it just wasn't working. And a lot of business owners, for a lot of us, myself included, we can end up languishing in this kind of no man's land for for years and going through the suffering that we really do have some control over. And at the end of the day, if we don't do something about it, you're going to have this golem in the back of their head kind of creeping out of the shadows all the time saying, or he's saying, sell my precious, sell, get rid of this thing. And as I said, that that's really what was happening to me until I got to that tipping point and decided just get rid of it. Now, here's what I didn't think about when I got to that point. I, w- I was just wanted to get rid of the business and nothing else really mattered. Uh, and, and as I've said before, I jumped back in and had to do a lot of work to create something or to make that business more valuable and get rid of it. But what I never really considered was what are my other options? You know, I never thought about what things might look like if I hired a CEO and put a CEO in place. Now, even if that CEO was mediocre at best, uh, but took over the day to, the day-to-day operations of running the business and had the experience to scale the business through that 10 million mark to 20, 30 million, what would life then look like for me? So I, I never stepped back and, uh, and and thought about that. And what I hope to get across today is that if you're at that point where you've got this nagging sort of sense in, or this nagging voice in your mind, this sell, my precious sell, sell this damn thing, that you just step back, step away from your business for a little bit, and that you think about what other options there might be other than exiting your business. Um, what other options might give you some of that freedom that you're looking for? And I know, you know, a big focus for me is helping business owners build valuable businesses so that they can exit. But you need to be very clear on why it is that you want to exit. And there may be a lot of other options for you. So one of those options is obviously finding a CEO, bringing a CEO into the business. And as I said, even if that CEO is, is somewhat mediocre, if they can take on the day-to-day operations of your business and they can help you scale the business because they've had success scaling a business beyond yeah, the 1 million mark or the 10 million mark, because all of these uh, brackets are different. From zero to 1 million is, is one animal. From 1 million to 10 million is another animal. And from 10 million to 100 million is a whole other animal. So you want to find somebody who's got that experience and you need to ask yourself the question, well, what if I invested the time in training and uh, sort of getting that CEO in place to run my business for me? Another option might be to think about your business as a platform. 
uh, a platform for doing those other things that you want. So when, when you sell, ideally you land up with this pile of cash. And for me, I'd got to that point where I wanted to get out and wanted to get as much money out as I could. And, and I had this idea in my head of, of starting fresh, of just starting over completely, getting involved in a startup. And that took me to Denver, to Colorado, uh, and I invested in a startup. But what I didn't remember or recall is how difficult that startup phase is and how risky it is. Nine out of 10 startups fail. So why, knowing that I have, uh, that I'm not retiring, so to speak, and I certainly wasn't exiting with the kind of money that would set me up for the rest of my life, I was basically uh, exiting to take a pile of cash and to dump it into a startup. And when, when you think about the success rate of startups, frankly, it was mind-boggling that I actually did that. Uh, instead, what I should have done was got that CEO in place to give me the, the, the freedom that I need in terms of, of mindset uh, to free up my ability to work above the business, not just sort of in or on the business, but above the business, and to start to think about how I might use uh, my existing business as a platform to get involved with some of the projects that I actually wanted to get involved in. And I had done this before. My my whole business as a group had grown off the back of acquisition. So I had found other business owners uh, through the network that you build when you have a business, which is important to, to realize as well, that when you actually have an existing running business, you have this network of partners, people, customers, um, and there's a huge amount of value and opportunity inside that network of people. So through that network, I realized that one of my competitors wanted to exit and after probably 12 months of chatting, we got to a point where I would take over the debt because I we had the same uh, supplier. I was able to go to the supplier, negotiate terms on that debt, take over his people, take over his customers, and basically increase my, my cash flow um, and kind of realize some economies of scale, quickly pay off the debt, and grew my business through that. Certainly, I made some mistakes uh, in the businesses that I, I acquired and got into. My existing businesses gave me the ability through the contacts and networks that I had, the cash flow that I've got or had to actually do those acquisitions and to grow my business through what is becoming more and more popular now. And that's something called um, entrepreneurial acquisition. So I could use my existing business to go out and, and acquire other businesses. And I think this is something that's really important to consider as well. You know, can your business be that platform for many of the things that you want to create in your own life, for for the freedom that you you want to find in your own life, and can you use that that business to to sort of take that cash flow and that platform and and grow? Because remember, come, you know, when you invest in a startup and you take that pile of cash, and in my mind, I was taking a pile of cash, investing in a startup. I had the experience to to grow and scale that startup. I did have other other partners who wanted to do things differently, so. We didn't kind of, they were new partners and we didn't see eye to eye on everything. But I landed up quickly burning through that pile of cash in pursuit of a bigger pile of cash. But I had lost my cash flow, that stream of revenue that comes through the existing business. So really, today, what I want, want to uh, say to get across is that if you are stuck in this kind of no man's land, in these 
in the doldrums and you haven't consciously made a decision about where you're going with your business because you really have three options. One is you can retreat a bit to where things were comfortable, to where you were, um, we, we have a small team and, and you're, you're sort of in a comfortable revenue range and you're very focused and that, that's one of your options. The other options is, option is to push through uh, no man's land and that takes some serious effort. And the th- third option is to work on the value of your business and, and to sell it and to exit. And the fourth option, which isn't really an option, it, it's what's going to happen if you do none of the other three, is that gradually your business is going to slip into the death zone. So if you if you get find yourself stuck in no man's land, and you could languish here for years, as I said, you know, I've, I've seen companies that have been sitting there for, for five, 10 years even. They did really, really well. They grew really well, but then they hit this plateau. They got into no man's land and they just kind of languished there through indecision, through lack of a vision. So going back to those three things that you could do, one is is retreat. The other one is scale. The third one is sell. If you do none of those, you're very likely to go down the slippery slope of uh, landing up in the death zone where your business is no longer worth anything. You haven't kept up technologies kind of overtaken you and it's game over. Uh, and that's where, and when we talk about 80% of the businesses that go to market and not selling, that's where a lot of them land up. They they get to a zone where they just kind of cruise along, do nothing, and eventually sort of slip into shutting the doors or um, not being able to sell. So I really want you to think this over. It's so important that you you have this clear vision of where you're going with your business, whether it's keeping it small and retreating or it's building the value to, to exit it or building the value to to scale it. And you know, if you're going to take one of those, those or if you're going to follow that scaling option or if you're going to stick in the sort of small, keep it small retreat or if you're going to sell the, the same kind of value or the same value builders apply. You basically want to get a leadership team and to run things to give you some extra freedom. Probably a good idea to get a, a GM in if you're not going to uh, aggressively scale the business. If you are, then CEO with the experience makes sense. And um, yeah, and th- those value levers or value builders that I talk about, finding recurring revenue, getting yourself out of the business, building that the, the moat around your business, the, those core four things. And putting the right processes and leadership team in place still apply in all of these models. Um, But you want to step back and you want to think about which model you want to pursue. So that's it for this week. All right. Thanks very much for tuning into this week's episode. I really appreciate it. You know, if you're interested in potentially working with me to build a more valuable business that really does thrive without you, and come time to sell attracts outlandish offers i'd love to hear from you reach out to me on linkedin john moncrief or my website johnmoncrief.com and drop me a note and if you enjoyed today's episode please support the show by leaving a review and a rating and subscribing to hear future episodes thanks very much for tuning in i appreciate your time